This is a Radio.com original. No, my car's fast enough, though. It's a Prius. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, listen, I think everybody should um, save as much, be as conservation-free as possible. and uh, Conservation-free? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he rambles, though, very well. Yeah. and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars podcast. It has everything a car person loves. Car stories, celebrities giving us their car stories, car personalities with their car stories. I mean, let's face it, what's not to like for a car person? I'm Randy Crudeau. This week, we join two iconic stars of a TV show most people of a certain age remember. Our Talking About Cars pal, Tony Dow, and his TV brother, Jerry Mathers, who played in the TV show Leave it to Beaver, which ran from 1957 to 1962, and Still the Beaver, which came back in the 80s. They join us from the Hollywood Show autograph event in Burbank, then from the Grand National Roadster Show in Pomona, Car Custom and pinstriper Rod Sexton. But first, let's catch up as Hot Rod Bob and I talk with Tony and Jerry. Well, I've always liked cars. Um, I've always been a car guy. I've had uh, Porsches mostly. Had a 58 Speedster, a 67 912, uh, a 70 911S. So I've um, always liked cars. Why Porsches? I just liked them. They're really they handle the very best. Well. That's why they uh-huh. handle well. They're easy to park, <laughs> and they're fun to drive. Something a Porsche enthusiast normally doesn't say. Yeah, well, it's okay. I understand that. So, what was your first car growing up? Uh, I had a '64 GTO. All right. Wow. There we go. That's a nice first car. I don't even remember that. Silver, silver, black interior. Um, I worked as a, a gunfighter. At a at Frontierland, which was like at Disneyland, like they have Frontierland, mm-hmm. and um, that was my parents was the deal. I worked there for a summer as a gunfighter, so I died because I was always a bank robber, <laughs> along with three other guys. And the sheriff would come out as we came out of the bank, and we'd do all these great falls, and uh-huh. so that's where I got the money. And so my dad said, "Okay." When I turned 16, that's what I got. So that was my first car. Very nice. What, what was it about the GTO that really kind of got your attention? Uh, I just liked it. It was four-speed stick. Um, it had uh, my next-door neighbor uh, owned a tire store, so I had the back were partial slicks, so they were, I think they were five inches, if I remember. So they just barely, in fact, they had to kind of push the fenders up a little in the back to even be able to fit them on. And they had mag wheels, and it was a nice car. And then the next car from there, you... Is that when you started going into the, the that, Porsches? That's when I went into Porsches. I got a, a 67 Porsche and had a 58 Speedster. So, Tony, we went through that story about how when you sold the Corvair, yeah. you were thinking of which car to get, mm-hmm. one or the other. Refresh us on that story. <laughs> the big fool here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was looking, uh, I, I sold my Corvair, and I was looking at a Corvette, and uh, I thought they were really cool, but I my favorite car of all time was a 300 SL Gullwing, that's a Mercedes, and they had one at uh, one of the st- on Ventura Boulevard, and I went down and I looked at it, and I'd come back and I'd look at it, and they were probably only $500 apart, you know, the cost, and uh, 
the Corvette's now worth nothing, and that car's worth $250,000 or so. <laughs> but anyway, aside from that, the guy who was trying to sell it to me, I, I said, well, what's the maintenance on it? He said, well, that's a problem. It costs about $300 to tune it. And I said, well, I better get the Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> so I saved $300 and lost... Uh, what is it, $247? Oh, at least, yeah. I, I, I had a praise one a while ago at $1.2 million. Oh, really? Yeah. So and they've gone up. Well, it's yeah, good, yeah. How much is it going to cost to maintain a Gullwing now? Uh, forget it. It's, it's $1,600. Well, last time I checked, $1,600 per wheel to do a brake job. Yeah. And that was just for the yeah, parts. So you, may be in this, you may have made this smart move. I may have, but mainly I, I would have because I would have trashed it. See, oh. I trashed. Cars. I mean, I, no, I, I just didn't take care of cars. I'd get them fixed up. They'd be pretty cool, and, you know. Jerry, you ever drive with uh, Tony? Uh, not a lot, but sometimes we'd go different places. But what kind of driver was he? He was good. Never had any problems. Oh. He's here to say that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Tony, you ever drive anywhere with Jerry? When he's driving? Yeah. No. Shit, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now we know which car you, you that got away that you didn't get. Jerry, what about you? Was there a car that uh, you may have had or wanted to get that you passed up on? Well, I always liked Corvettes, but I liked the way the Porsches handled better. So I had a 58 Speedster, I had a 911, I had a 911S. Um, not all at the same, well, the, the Speedster I kept, but the other two I used as a regular car and just took the uh, Speedster out on... Uh, different times when I wanted to impress somebody that I knew because it, it, they weren't the best cars as an everyday car. A little bouncy. little bouncy, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a racing one. It didn't, uh, the person that I, I didn't buy it new, I bought it used, but the person that had, had it put in like extra stiff uh, shocks, put in oversized brakes, so it was a lot different than driving just a regular Porsche. You still have that car? No, I sold that a long time ago. Ah, it's too bad. So is there any car you ever would like to get back? Probably that one. I had GTOs. had a, two GTOs, a 64 and a 68. Um, I, had a I had a 55 um, Chevrolet panel truck, which was a lot of fun. That's what I, when I went to school up at Berkeley, uh, so I'd load all my stuff in because I'd move into an apartment up there every year and then put it in there. So that was my second car. And it was really fun. It was green with a paisley stripe. Of course. Down the center of it. A paisley stripe. Well, I didn't nice. put it there. That's when oh, I bought okay. it. It was, it was there. But I was looking for a truck. And I thought to myself, well, if I buy a truck and it rains, because it rains a lot at Berkeley, I should probably buy a truck that has something over the top. So I got a, a panel truck. Good choice. Yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty good choice. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's in your garage right now. Right now in our garage, um, my wife has a Toyota. It's, I don't even remember the name of it, maybe a Land Rover. No, that's, that's uh, what's my call? That's, that's an right. SUV. That's a, yeah. But anyway, and we just have one car. like an SUV then. Yeah, it's an SUV. Okay. And uh, that's more than enough for us because we just don't really do, we, you know, we do, neither one of us has to go to work every day, so we just need one car. Mm-hmm. What was the hottest car you had? Was it the GTO or the G was it Porsche? Um, they were both. It was, you know, what you wanted to do. If you wanted a drag race, you took the GTO. If you were going motocross, then you wanted the Porsche. 
the GTO you had, what kind of engine did it have? Like, what, did it have 389 oh. uh, tri-power. Oh. Four-speed nice. stick. That was the judge before the judge was actually the judge. That was the car that beat up all the other GM divisions. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was the car. Yeah, DeLorean came out with that and just, without anybody knowing, and just snaked away from the business from the other kind because no one else had a big motor like that. Mm -hmm. And the nice part about mine was my next-door neighbor was owned a, a, a shop that did tires, so I had five-inch slicks on the back. So, I mean, that thing just squatted and went. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That, that's uh, what a car. That'd be a car to have today, too. Because it was great until it rained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I you had just slide the uh, wheels all oh, the yeah. time. I had yeah. a Dodge Magnum that used to do that. You'd sit there, and it would have the, uh, the Hemi in it, the 5.7. Yeah. And if you were in the rain and you were in traffic and no, you are trying to get your car to go, there was always a hesitation. That's right. Then boom, boom. So is then finally go, well, it's not going. Well, let me hit the gap. And you'd be spinning out all over the freeway, which was never a lot of fun. Well, the Porsches had that uh, tendency when you were going around corners in the rain yeah. because they had their tail heavy, you know. And if you lost it a little bit. You were going for a it, long ride. It was, <laughs> yeah. You did a 360 and uh, hope nobody was coming the other way. We've seen you at the, at the Wheels and Waves with your Corvair a few times. Yeah, now you what's interesting is my Corvair handles much better than any of my Porsches that I had. Yeah, it's amazing because the guy who had it, you know, he rebuilt it and it's got uh, uh, struts and, you know, the suspension's all changed and, the, and it's a spider so it's fast. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it goes up the canyon much faster than the, uh, than the Porsches. So the guy that also was on Leave it to Beaver with you guys, Ken, Ken Osmond. Ken yep. Osmond. Was he kind of a car guy, too? He was. I think Frank Banks was probably more of a car guy, wasn't well, he? Well, Frank was definitely more of a car yeah, guy. The guy played Lumpy. Uh -huh. But Kenny had, um, he had, didn't he have a Model A or something that he was building for like 40 years? Yep. Or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, but he did have a, a 57 uh, T-Bird for a long time. Beautiful, beautiful car. What kind of cars did Frank Banks have? Frank had a lot of cars. Frank was the kind of guy that would have a car one month, and then three months later, he'd have another brand new, different car. Oh, really? He went, he went yeah, he a had. lot. He liked of cars. Chevys. He liked fifty-seven he Chevys. He yeah. had those. He had uh, he had a DeLorean, uh, and on the back uh, license plate it said, "I'm lumpy." <laughs> 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 and we would get that today. Maybe not so much. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, in fact, do you have personalized plate on yours? No. I do. Yes, do, you, you do. do you have personalized plates? No. You? Aren't you special? Well, yeah. <laughs> you like to pay that extra tax. I'm not a celebrity, so to speak. So I can get, I can almost get away with it. Well, I was on TV for a while, but now now that I'm just a radio guy. Yeah, I, I can set on my TV. You're on TV. Eh, not mm. really. No? I actually showed up on Channel 11's 70-year celebration. That was that was a cheap thrill. Ah. Yeah. But uh, I don't think anybody's looking at my license plate going, I, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> Hugh Beaumont, what kind of cars did he drive? Oh, he probably drew, a Dodge. He had a station wagon, as I remember. He was. Yeah, uh, probably, I think you're right. He had yeah. a, a big family, so and he used to go every year. He had an, owned an island on a lake in Minnesota, and that's where he would go when we went on hiatus. So He, he grew Christmas trees yeah, in, in Minnesota. He had an island? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and a lake. 
an island in a lake. Minnesota has it's many. It's the land of many lakes. Well, that's true. That's where the Lakers originally came from. Yeah. Is that true? Mm-hmm. No, huh? it's true. It is. Okay. The Lakers actually came from Minnesota. I had the, no idea. They the don't drive cars. Minneapolis Lakers. That's well, right. It's kind of like, like the New Orleans. It's kind of like the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Utah Jazz originally came from New Orleans. Which That's why sense. they had jazz. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have They've that much no jazz, jazz in Utah. Utah. <laughs> right, well, exactly. Yeah, Utah's no jazz, no. No, well, it's... Tony, you're not driving a hot rod at all anymore. You, you've you gone to the other side. No, my car's fast enough, though. It's a Prius. Uh-huh. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, listen, I think everybody should um, save as much, be as conservation-free as possible, and... Uh, Conservation-free? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he rambles, though, very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, everybody should pay attention to conservation. And uh, we, have, we have solar panels on our house, and uh, we have, uh, we've had three different Priuses. And they're great cars, you know. If you had a chance, Jerry, to get a car, um, everybody's got a list. We always go through it. Uh, the top three to five cars you would ever like that you haven't had yet and would love to get. What would it be? Probably number one would be a Corvette, Ferrari. The new Corvette, or does it doesn't yeah, matter? Like, no, I like, the, uh, I like new cars, especially the Corvette. They're probably, if you buy it used, going to be beat up. Good point. So I would like to beat it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new ones are great, though. Oh, yeah. I, I've always had, I've had several Porsches, so I, you know, but... They're a lot of money to keep up. Where a vet, you can usually find people, or you can work on it yourself. No, no such luck with a Porsche. It has to go to a Porsche dealer mm-hmm. or a Porsche place to be fixed up with. So those would probably be my two tops right off the bat. Bill Tony? Well, I think I would go with an Aston Martin off the top. Nice. And, um, and then I, if I could, I would get a Morgan. I think the new Morgans are just unbelievable. Corvette would be probably in there after that. Ferrari, I, I don't th- think so. I'm not a Ferrari guy. A nice red one. They're, they're, they're beautiful. They're great, but they don't run for you real long. Do they would run fine as long as you know a mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> have one in your back pocket. Have a big bank yeah. Account. yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're leaning towards the British cars there. Yeah, they fixed, the, they fixed the electrical on them, so now they actually start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucas Electra, the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Leave it to Beaver stars Jerry Mathers and Tony Dow. Now, Rod Sexton. He's a classic car builder, a guy who took up pinstriping because he couldn't find anyone else to do it, and he's even organized his own car show Friday nights in an Orange County, California city. Hot Rod Bob and I caught up with him at the United Pacific booth at the recent Grand National Roadster Show. And the first car I did, I actually did in my garage was Joe McPherson's Q29 that won the Oakland Roadster Show at the time. Wow. And Steve Davis, that built the car, contacted me. He goes, I heard you're building headers and stuff. And I said, yeah. And I said, he goes, you have a shop? And I said, no, I'm doing it in my garage. And he's like, okay. He says, well, <laughs> this is what we got. So they brought it over. First car I ever did polished stainless headers and exhaust on and that won the Oakland Roadster Show, the most beautiful roadster. Wow. wow. So... It kind of went on from there. I've done stuff for Jay Leno on his Duesenbergs. I've done stuff for Billy Gibbons. Uh, the, the cool thing about Jay Leno's stuff is there's a gentleman in orange that restores his cars. And anything I ever did for him, I did off the original pencil drawings from Duesenberg. 
Randy owns all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So anything he'd bring over to my shop to do, he made copies of the original pencil drawings from 1932, and that's what I built the parts off of. So I did a whole blower manifold and all that stuff for one of those. And I, uh, I've done my own stuff. I have a, I have a 30 coupe that I built that was in Pop-Up Magazine a couple years ago. And um, I just, I did, I did exhaust and headers for Boyd and Art Chrisman and and SoCal Speed Shop and that's I, quite a resume. I, yeah, I've done. I met a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to work on some cool stuff. So I just in the in the meantime of that, I try to work on my own stuff, which is kind of difficult once <laughs> in a while. But I have a I have a '32 pickup right now. I'm doing that. I have have uh, United Pacific's roof and doors and stuff like that. David over there helped me out. I met, it's funny because I met David when he was a little kid. Oh, gee. Over at, over at Vintage Ford and Orange. And when oh, I yeah. ran across him at, over there at United Pacific, I'm like, man, you've grown up. You know? <laughs> That's so, the scary part when you see him growing up around you. Yeah. Yeah. That means I'm getting older. Yeah. <laughs> I was into motorcycles for a while. I built a chopper. Then I won the, the uh, radical class with here at at the uh, Easy Rider show. First time I ever shown it, last time it's ever been anywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, but I did, I've been involved in a lot of stuff. You know, met a lot of neat people and, you know, I've been, been real, real good and, you know, trying to, I try to do the, the best job I can on this stuff and I got my reputation by doing that and it's just been a fun journey. And you got you had a lot of magazine articles written about your work as well. Yes, I have. I uh, it was in um, it was in uh, in the, the Hop Up magazine, but they've done stuff. I've done a lot of cars that have been in magazines, so they put little little blurbs in there about the stuff that I've done. The last car I did at uh, for SoCal was a, a Hemi Roadster, okay, and it was all polished stainless and exhaust and. That was the last car I did for them. Unfortunately, Pete Chaporis, nice guy. Yeah. He uh, he contacted me before he passed away, and he goes, "I want to get all the old guys together and build a car." And he goes, "I'd really like it if if you participated in the deal." I go, "Yeah, that'd be cool." But unfortunately, he passed away before that happened. Project started, yeah. So I kind of I was sad about that. I was kind of looking forward to getting back with those old guys and doing some cool stuff. All right, but you're also involved in other things with your girlfriend. You, you do car show stuff. Yeah, we do the we do the Garden Grove Historic Main Street Car Show every Friday night, and I make all the trophies. Yeah, and you, you do something special to those trophies. Oh, I started striping them because I have friends that stripe, but I didn't want to bother them. Yeah. And... After they complained a couple times, I thought, well, I can put the stuff on, wipe it off just as easy as the next guy can. So three weeks ago, I started striping my own trophies. You know, got stripe my stripe my boot. And, yeah, three you know, weeks ago. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Diane, she's like, now he's striping everything in the house. So. Yeah. You got to warn her not to fall asleep on the couch if she doesn't yeah, move exactly. long enough. You'll, you're gonna be striped. Right, right here on the yeah. nose ridge. Yeah. yeah. She comes in. She goes, "What are you looking at that for?" And I go, "Never mind." She goes, "No, you're not." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to. When she goes into the bathroom, she's gonna make sure the seat is dry before she sits down. Uh, I hey, I haven't thought about that. I see. Oh gosh. 
That'd be cool. Don't start sticking <laughs> ideas in his head. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, that that'd be interesting. Yeah, you got a tramp stamp. How'd you get it? I sat on the toilet seat. I don't know. <laughs> so what what kind of projects you got going on? You showed me a model you just built. Well, that that's one of my spare time deals. I uh, it's some I made a trophy for a guy Ron Cambria that helps us out with a car show every since yeah. we started, and I made a trophy with a dragster on it, and I I give him the trophy, so. I wanted to make one for myself, so I built another one that's way more detailed than what I did for him. Yeah. And I actually showed it to a gentleman here last year that builds motors, and he has a front motor dragster. And he goes, do you make that? And I said, yeah. He says, so how do I get one of those? I said, I, I said man, I got a lot of time in this thing. I don't, even, I don't even know what it'd be worth. He goes, well, figure out what you need for it and let me know. He goes, because I want one. And Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that yet. So, do you but, make it out of what? Well, is there a Weldon, kit? No, no, I made everything from scratch. It's the chassis all welded wire. The motors all I punch, I punch pieces out on a punch press, and made the blower, the injector, the heads, made the whole motor. The body I formed out of out of steel and put it on the chassis, and it's got a chute pack with a chute cable and a driver. I made the driver helmet. Out of a out of a thirty Model A dog bone <laughs> off of a shot, I cut the end off of it and made an open face helmet out of the dog wow. bone. So it's it it turned out pretty cool. I had I had a guy laser cut the center of the wheels for me. It's got disc brakes, lug nuts, brake lines, everything. How, how heavy is this? Ah, it's probably twenty pounds or better. It's pretty heavy. Okay. You know, most people don't realize it when they grab a hold yeah. of the thing, and it's like, boop, is it hooked to the table? No, it's kind of heavy because the yeah. wheels, the back wheels were solid steel. And I bored the centers out and made stainless rims and all that for it. It's Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time off and on doing it. About 18 inches long or so? Yeah. Actually, the picture I have, it's sitting on my 20-inch apex <laughs> in, the, in my shop at the house. 20-inch so, apex, you mean, you mean you're... Tape recorder apex or what? No, the grinder. Grinder apex. See, I'm also in radio, so I, I immediately go, wait a minute. Apex yeah. used to be a reel-to-reel -reel tape machine. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I did that, and I just, I got a lot of, I got a lot of old stuff in my garage my dad had. Talk about how their products, and especially the truck parts and the body parts, really make it easier for you to uh, finish a car. Well, the thing that's neat about their stuff is everything fits exactly the way it's supposed to. I mean, I had the original pieces off of my cab that were beat up, and I talked to David there, and I actually was gonna purchase one of their done cabs, but they didn't have them finished at the time. And he says, you know, I'll hook you up with the pieces you need. So I got the roof, the doors, and some other pieces for it, and everything fits exactly the way it ought to fit. And I already had a bed for it. I would have liked to have had one of their beds, but I already had a bed for it. But I just, I'm looking, I was, the, the guys across the way right here, I have all their motor parts in. It's got a blown flathead in it. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to have it here to put in their booth, but didn't make it. So I, uh, it's not that far away. I got PPG that give me the paint to paint it and everything else. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 
getting sure. it done. Yeah, we're, it'd be great to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because I got other projects lined up after that. Yeah, you got to have projects all the time. Uh, I uh, always have those. What's your favorite car that you built? I actually like my Model A. It's it's all old school. Yeah. And my first hot rod I ever built was back in the late '80s, and it was a Model A coupe. And I was actually going to clone that car mm-hmm. when I did this. And that shortly changed after I got it to the shop. So I built a, I built a high boy. I built the 32 chassis. I pinched the rails in the front. It's got an early mag Halibrand in it. 39 gearbox, torque tube. It's got a big inch flathead motor in it. It's just all old school hot rod. And I chopped it four inches. And I've had guys want to buy that car from me. And it's just like... You know, it takes a long time to build these things. And I said, other than paint this car, I did everything on this car myself. And I go, I appreciate the offer, good offer, but I just can't sell my car. There you go. How many cars do you have right now? I have six. Six? What do you got? Well, I have have my mom and dad's 67 Cougar XR7 GT they bought, brand new. First year. It's still in the same garage it's been in all of its life got 95,000 miles on it. It was my mother's car. I still have that. I have a 41 Dodge pickup my dad had when I was 10 yeah. years old. I have that that I we haul all the stuff back and forth wow. to the car show and that. I have a 34 two-door sedan. It's about 90% of the original paint, original interior, original motor. I just put big and little 16s on it with a drop axle. I have that. I have my coupe. I have a 50 Merc that's a mile custom with the flatty uh-huh. in it. And I have this 32 truck I'm doing. Wow. So I got, I got a garage full. You do. And we all want your garage. Yes, definitely. <laughs> At least size-wise, if yeah. nothing else. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm lucky to have 1,120 square foot garage, but it's full. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't matter how big it is. It would always become full. Yes, you know, exactly. The more room you have, the more room you will fill. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way I am. Yeah. Yeah, we're the same yep. way. If I got space, there's something going in it. <laughs> All right. I've been collecting motors here lately. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I got my buddy just give me a Stroker small block Ford, all fresh, brand new roller motor. I got I got a 454 sitting there, a hypo with a with a built 400 turbo. I got a small block Chevrolet with a tri-power with a 350 turbo sitting there. I got a couple more flatheads. I got and I just have another guy that goes, hey, I got this flathead over here. <laughs> eh, yeah, I'll take it. You yeah, know. there you go. Well, the parts are getting you, hard you are to get. Quite so. the, you are quite the magnanimous guy. Uh, just, yeah. just taking stuff from people and yeah, making them go, oh, that, thank you for saving my life. That's yeah. right, yeah. Smartest well, man in the world. I have a bad habit of when I open my mouth, I usually end up with something. <laughs> so open I, mouth, I have swallow to, parts. I, I have to watch myself. There you go. <laughs> Classic car builder Rod Sexton at the Grand National Roadster Show. Remember, you can subscribe for free to Talking About Cars on Radio.com, iTunes, KNX1070.com, even Alexa, so that way you can be notified when a new podcast is uploaded and you won't miss a thing. And if you're on iTunes, please give us five stars. That's the rating. And leave a comment about what you think of the podcast. You can also get a hold of us at TalkingAboutCars at gmail.com. 
Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net. And follow us on social media. Our accounts are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also follow Hot Rod Bob Beck on his Great American Auto Scene accounts, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And watch his videos on YouTube and at GotGas, G-A-A-S dot com. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me and Hot Rod Bob as we have some fun talking about cars. This is a Two Tired Guys production.